0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Cocky Top Podcast, a sports podcast from an unlikely pair of fans where we give you the team breakdowns from our individual fandom's perspective as well as our thoughts on teams across college football. So to all you volunteers and Gamecocks and everyone in between, let's kick off. Alright, welcome back all you Cock and balls, to the Saturday edition of the Cocky Top Podcast. As always, I am the gamiest of game cocks, Brian Lowe. And I'm
1: all of Tyler Mack.
0: And we are coming to you, if you are listening now, on a hopefully beautiful Saturday morning. What would be Saturday, September the 23rd, 2023, as we look forward to today's slate of games for the SEC. Now, of course, since we are the Cocky Top Podcast, we are going to go ahead and get started with the Volunteers and the Gamecocks matchup. The Gamecocks welcoming in the Mississippi State Bulldogs to williams Bryce Stadium and the University of Tennessee, still ranked in the top 25 at number 23, will be welcoming in the University of Texas San Antonio Roadrunners. To Neyland Stadium. Um, Kickoff for the Tennessee UTSA is at 4 p.m. on the SEC Network. And following that game will be the South Carolina-Mississippi State game at 7.30 on the same Network. Tyler, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to you. What are you looking for in this game?
1: Well, I'm looking for some redemption. I am looking for... uh, bit of a uh, no offense to the Roadrunners um but uh a bullying a smammering of their poor team Uh, I'm looking for an angry group of volunteers back in Neyland opening up on a team to take their frustrations out but I mean naturally we are we're looking at uh the betting odds we're looking at neg- uh, minus twenty one point five over under fifty nine and a half, yep. And a half. I mean, we are heavily favored to win this game. But yeah, three possession yeah
0: over three possession game on this yeah, one. So. We're we're
1: heavily favored. I mean I I don't know if we've played San Antonio in my time
0: that I can remember.
1: Maybe once in my time, my thirty years. Well thirty four years. Um I am looking for it to, however, be nowhere near capacity crowd that we had in the, the home opener. Mainly because of last week. Right. right. If this is the game, there's a game that you can stay home uh, and kind of not, and maybe sell your ticket, make a little money off your ticket. People aren't buying tickets at the door. We are not going to be at capacity for this game. But I am looking for uh, the following week. However, yes, the following week. However, yes. Um, I am looking for Jalen to try to break some running back records. I'm looking for Milton to try to practice on his intermediate game. Um, and I'm looking for uh, I'm. I mean, I, I'm personally, I'm looking for some some fixes in the O line. Uh no holding calls no holding calls right um, and hopefully
0: Mays makes it back into the yeah, the starting lineup I mean, I, I mean this would be a good game for him to be able to yeah to test wet his, his ears so yeah, to speak
1: to test his metal
0: yeah for me i i guess it's pretty much the same i mean of course not being a tennessee fan i don't have a whole lot of stock into it but but i do feel like you know just for the the sake of sec dominance yes uh i would like to see of course you know those improvements be made and and that intermediate game actually open up for for milton maybe it can be present this week take a week off next week and then you know come back around uh and the only reason i'm mentioning these things of course because next week uh my gamecocks do travel up here from columbia to knoxville to Neyland Stadium to take on the volunteers. But speaking of this week, like I said, we are going to be welcoming in the Mississippi State Bulldogs completion. Uh, Not necessarily just like passing completion, which I mean, Rattler did have some problems with this last week against Georgia, but it was against Georgia. Um, But they came out fantastically in the first half, actually leading 14 to three, going into halftime and then they just couldn't complete the game. And I know it's a majority of it is because of the lack of depth mm. for the Gamecocks, um, which, I mean, that stuff is being addressed on both uh, lines of scrimmage, offensive and defensive. Um, but everybody's so young. Uh, it's it's just getting more and more reps for these younger guys and, and then being able to finish. Um, While I was disappointed in the overall outcome of the game this last week, I was definitely. I definitely feel better about our opportunities moving forward if we play any other team as well as we did Georgia with what we're working with this year. Yeah. Yeah. uh, As far as against Mississippi State, um, a clean game. A lot cleaner game, a lot less penalties. Um, we did have people first year in SEC and or just first year in college football uh, because a couple of transfers on the O-line as well as the, the true freshmen getting in and playing. And we had some pre-snap procedural penalties, uh, false starts and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, while, I mean, yeah, part of it could be attributed to Athens, it was just more of a situation of – Georgia's defensive front making a shift yeah. and, and then the the youth rearing its head and the, the young offensive line or transfer offensive line being reactionary and causing those false start penalties um, was was definitely a, a, a hindrance in what would have been that Georgia South Carolina game. Uh, so just bringing it back around like I said, just just a more clean game. I think the talent level is definitely there. And and the grasp of the the grasping of the offense under Dowell Loggins yeah. with South Carolina is definitely better than uh, Ole Miss's uh, grasping of their or sorry Mississippi State's grasping of their offense under uh, uh, Arnett yeah. over there who took the place of <coughs> Mike Leach. Yeah. Mike Leach, of course, being famous for the air raid offense. And uh, Arnett is definitely a defensive coach. Yes. So they are more more trying to run the ball than anything else, taking away from Will Rogers, uh, the Mississippi State's quarterback, real talent in that aspect. And I think that's going to be one of the keys for South Carolina to win is to just make sure that, that they're able to take care of that running game in whatever capacity. Um, but something that uh, Mississippi State does – that a lot of other teams currently do not do in college landscape is they play a 3 So they only have three down linemen on the defensive side of the ball or on the defensive yeah. line of scrimmage, um, which you think would be better for a running game for South Carolina to potentially get their running game going. Mm-hmm. But whenever you've got three linebackers as opposed to two, you've just got that extra body to be able to try to step up into the box and help prevent But then, even with that, you're still looking at the possibility of being able to get beat over the top, over the middle, in those intermediate and longer passing plays. Um, Secondary for Mississippi State right now just isn't there. A majority of their stuff, like I said, is on that line of scrimmage and and mainly on the offensive side of the ball.
1: Piggybacking off that, we've got to do the same thing. We've got to have clean completion. And and what I mean by that is not just – catching the ball. Milton needs to work on his completion in his intermediate game, in his short game, and I think maybe a little bit uh, more um, completing the the drive. You know, these this constant three and outs that happened for us in last week's game cannot happen moving forward. We cannot have as many 3 and outs as we did plays you know right. like or or you know a higher percentage of 3 and outs compared to all of our plays They oh, for all sure. cannot be majorly 3 and outs we have to complete runs we cannot have negative yards sustaining drives we have and staying to have. Ahead of the sticks yes we need right keeping his position at first in the in the FBS at yards per game we right. have to have well, i want to see all three running backs um, right
0: small and samson with
1: massive points per game after this game i mean right. we need to reestablish that offense like we're fast we you know i, I made the the a couple of episodes ago i said i went on this this kind of uh, rant about we did not let um uh we did not let them, their defense, you know, control our offense when we were talking about uh, awesome Uh We right. did, however, let Florida's defense and uh, the, the, the noise and the refs, we let three different things control the pace of our offense. Right. We it cannot. Wasn't,
0: yeah, it wasn't a...
1: It wasn't a hypo-offense last week. Right. We took too much time. And a lot of that was on Milton. A lot of that was on the miscommunication amongst our O-line, amongst our offensive players, from sideline to players, from players to sideline. Milton in general did not look like a leader. We have to see the Milton that we saw against Clemson last year and against Virginia at the beginning of this year. Oh, for sure. So that's a, we have to complete that, uh, that circuit, if you will. Uh, if that makes sense uh, Oh but, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, getting into some of the other games, of course it is going to be a loaded slate. Um, it doesn't of course look at it look like it this way uh, since the SEC has not been as dominant so far in the early goings of this season. Of course, that being the case, there are um, big Ten, big 12, uh, soon to be pac two. Yeah, <laughs> uh, or what would be part of the Pac-12 that are encompassing a majority of the top 25. We do have the matchup um, that is a, a one that carries a lot of major implications, especially for the SEC West, mm. and that is that 3.30 kickoff on CBS between Ole Miss and Alabama with Ole Miss going into Bryant-Denny Stadium there in Tuscaloosa. Tuscaloosa, right now that's only a six-and-a-half point game. That is a one-possession game with Alabama being favored right now by that six-and-a-half over-under for that game is 55-and-a-half. And as we kind of alluded to a little bit in the first half of this week's episode, mm. dude, if Alabama loses, they're not even finishing September with on the, the, the bad side of, of 500.
1: They'll be in the under-500 club.
0: <clears throat> At least South Carolina won't be. Alone. <laughs> alone in that aspect. Um, and, of course, hopefully I'm—that that is in hopes that South Carolina wins, well, uh, see, wins the their game it's, Saturday.
1: It's, it's, they've, all, they've been the leader, okay? Bama for the last 10 to 12, 15 years has been yeah, the leader say, of the, say the say SEC. Let's say the last couple of decades, honestly. The leader of the SEC. We, you are only as good as a conference as your leader. And our leader in the last two years has started faltering. So of course, right. here we are in 2023. People, you know, having so much stuff to say about like, whoa, well, the SEC, like they are not the SEC of the last 20 years. They're like, not. Well, our leaders start following first, and it's like, right. okay, well, if if they're gonna fall, we follow. You know, like we're we are the SEC, yes, but we're only as good as our leading teams. Right. And if Georgia can't get it together in in the first half. Bama can't play a whole game, doesn't know what their quarterback or running back situations are. Right. Um, Tennessee is looking looking weak compared to last year. You've got Vandy who's playing better than Tennessee in the last <laughs> three right. games. So, yeah, SEC is kind of crazy right now, but you are only as good as your leader. And if Bama starts dropping off, yeah. the Crimson Tide starts dropping off,
0: we're only going to follow. Right. On the other side of that coin – I mean, if you're looking at it that way, I mean then that's of course building up that the power of the conference is just the the ones that are up there at yeah. the top yeah. um, and, and like I say I'm in I'm in full agreement with you in the fact that that these teams have not looked like they have for the past several years and a a, a dynamic that I uh, have to agree with that I I first heard last night on the pre-show for the Thursday night game between uh, San Francisco and Mm -hmm. uh, the Giants, between San Francisco and New York, the Battle of the Coasts, as it were. Um, The running back position in the NFL is is starting to really take a back seat. It's Um, not the scorer anymore. No. uh, From what would have been 2000 to 2010 there was 80-plus uh, running backs drafted in the first round mm-hmm. from 2011 to 2020. or I, I'm, I'm probably skewed on the date ranges, but it's like for what would be the last 20 years, the first 10 of those last 20 years, like I said, 85 or more running backs drafted in the first round of the NFL draft during that time. And now it's down to like 35.
1: Yeah, you can even just look at the fantasy numbers. Like, positions going in your first five to seven rounds used to be, like, led by the running back. Oh, for sure. Like, you went in with a plan on, all right, there's there's ten teams in my league. Right. We're all going to, the first 20 picks, or the first 20 to 30 picks are going to be running backs. Right. In this league. So, I need to make sure that i Because you're trying to find ready. that
0: bell cow back. Yeah. And that's not what anybody does anymore. The quarterbacks have taken front seat going to the, you know, going to these dynamic yeah, receivers. absolutely. And and those are the acrobatics that people are wanting to see. They're not wanting to see that hard-nosed smash mouth punch you in the face running game no, anymore because anymore. That, that's
1: it's kind of not exciting. P-
0: yes, I wasn't didn't want to say boring, it's not but exciting. it's not exciting. I mean, that's the nicer way to say boring, I guess oh. you could say. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you're not grinding out the clock with those runs and stuff like that. You're only seeing that now, again, really toward the tail end of a game, whereas everything is is, is extensions mm-hmm. uh, of the passing game. So, But, yeah, uh, this game definitely definitely excited to see, and it's number 13 Alabama versus number 15 Ole Miss. So they're really close the together in the ranking. Alabama is out, out of the top ten. out of the top ten. thousands maybe no i mean they had in the teens i think in the teens they would have been down at, at, to to below the top 10 at some point in time but i mean just just the thought of it the fact that alabama is not in the the not in the top five much less the top 10 you know what i mean some of the other games that we have to look forward to continuing on what does promise to be a lot of SEC on SEC action. Uh, Auburn and Texas A and M. Uh, this is another one where Auburn will be going into Texas A and M. Neither of those teams are ranked currently, and I don't think a win for either one of those teams is going to put them up into the rankings. However, um, the the hierarchy of what will be the SEC West could definitely be decided on this game.
1: Well, and this is an Auburn that's
0: um, better than last year.
1: Oh, for sure, by leaps and bounds. This is an Auburn that...
0: I mean, got Brian could. Harson out of the way. Cadillac Williams come in and finished up the season. Actually inspired the fan base as well as the, the student body and the team. And yeah. then they go out and hire Hugh Freeze in the offseason. Who, who is a recruiting genius yeah. and was able to help Auburn land in his first cycle. As far as the, the portal class, a really good class, and they got a lot of talent down there in Auburn. Yeah, they did. And, and even though if you look on the other side of the field in this with Texas A&M, it is a situation where, of course, Jimbo having that number one recruiting class from a couple of years ago a lot of that talent is still there, but it, it it just seems like he hasn't been able to do anything with it. Even in this season, he hasn't been able to do anything no. with it, with bringing in uh, Bobby Petrino as the offensive well, coordinator. This is,
1: this is a West now, that, that it does not have Alabama leading its pack, uh, and I don't want to continuously just berate Alabama, but like...
0: This is well, a as a West. volunteer, I think after yeah. 15, 16, 17 yeah. years of, of losses, uh, you're entitled a little bit. Well, I mean,
1: just as a SEC in general, like, this is a West that will probably see a, a. It is quite possible for the first time in a long time that we see a new leader in the West, one and two in the West. Between LSU and Auburn, we Auburn, can see there we go. one and two, a new one oh, and for two sure. in the West, and Bama not be one or two in the West. For right. The first time in a long time. For so, the first Yes. Time in <laughs> and forever. forever. Um, so it's, it's very, it's, just like we talk about the SEC being, and it's weird and it's rough and all that, it's also kind of exciting to see it changing in the guard.
0: The, the chaos that is the yeah. 2023 season it's, so far is fun to be a part fun. of. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're not seeing your normal stuff, you're not seeing the normal teams sitting up there in those top spots uh, in the conference, much less the, the national scope of things.
1: Yeah, it's like the NFL the last few years. Patriots haven't been at the top. It's nice. Yeah. It's nice. It's, it's very nice. It's fun. Very
0: nice. Um, all right, so we're going to go from a uh, SEC West matchup to an SEC East matchup. With Kentucky heading to Nashville to First Bank Stadium in Nashville to take on the Vanderbilt Commodores. It's
1: going to be an interesting matchup.
0: Kentucky 3-0. and This is, of course, going into their first actual conference game. Same thing for Vanderbilt. Kentucky 3-0. and uh, Since Vanderbilt did get that week zero start, they are currently sitting at 2-2. Two and two. One additional game played. Right now, the line is minus 13.5 for Kentucky. Um, Kentucky being the... Uh, Favorites in this game. <coughs> Excuse me. And then uh, the over/under right now is sitting at 51 points for that game. Um, I know that with your mom being a, a, a UK cheerleader mm-hmm. back in the day, mm-hmm. uh, that you have a, a little bit of yeah, yeah. little bit of your yourself that wants yeah. to go that direction. I'm a little blue. A little blue. Uh, <laughs> but then also being a, a just a Tennessean, you also, even though it is Vandy, <laughs> you're kind of like. Eh, but it's Tennessee. Um. I mean, I personally I for this game. Go for Kentucky. I, I gotcha. Yeah. Uh, hey, understandable. I'd I go
1: for Kentucky in this game.
0: I really don't have a and an anything in yeah. this game, um, as far as fandom or or link or anything yeah. like that. Except maybe like we
1: Gut. we do have a a, a location. We field, have a like location in Nashville. In yeah. Nashville, yeah. And so I mean, we do some stuff some marketing and some networking with Vanderbilt with baseball
0: Vanderbilt. so well you know what i mean i was going to say that my my instincts and everything tells me that if you were to bet on this game to go with kentucky but but my my hopes dreams and wishes uh, would hope to see Vanderbilt beat Kentucky as a Gamecock as, well as a Gamecock yeah. um, I mean Gamecocks hold a, a long winning streak against the, the Commodores mm. and I hope that's something that doesn't change this yeah. year uh, or any year honestly um, that's one that I think anybody would think like to happen. keep you don't. Nobody wants nobody to lose to lets Vanderbilt. You hear the end of it. Yes. Once that streak Once is that broken, happens, yeah, ugh, no one wants to, to, it to is admit. the same again. But yeah, I mean, just because we do have the affiliation with us having a location yeah. over there in Nashville, and we are doing some stuff, uh, doing some marketing things uh, uh, with Vanderbilt baseball uh, and some other stuff. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to be rooting for the for the doors in this one.
1: Anchor down, as they say.
0: Anchor down. Uh, continuing on uh, this is another Western matchup uh, and this is actually gonna be the last of the SEC on SEC uh, games for this weekend and that is going to be Arkansas versus number 12 LSU this is going to be in Tiger Stadium in the original Death Valley uh, back there in Baton Rouge right now LSU is a seventeen and a half point favorite over the Arkansas Razorbacks and the over under on that game is a 55 and a half point game just that in and of itself you we've looked at these games uh, Kentucky Vanderbilt uh, over under 51 Alabama Ole Miss 55 and a half Tennessee 59 and a half Arkansas LSU 55 it's a situation to where they're like it's a it's a true indicator that the running back is no longer the focus of the sport anymore as far as offense is concerned because if that were the case those numbers would be significantly lower yeah because uh,
1: high scoring games are typically a, a wide receivers game
0: yes yes just because the fact that you are being able to make up a majority of that distance just by throwing the ball as opposed to having to carry the ball yeah. for that many yards um But nonetheless, uh, LSU, like I said, uh, 17.5 point favorites over Arkansas. Um, Disappointing loss for Arkansas against BYU. It was a one possession game. Uh, It wasn't a ranked game at that time. Um, And I think it was more of a situation where Arkansas uh, has the SEC bug or what that the, the bug that is the SEC bug this year. And that is self-inflicted wounds. Well, I always more so than anything Arkansas else. The
1: Tennessee of the West, right? Because we always played. We always were the type of team that's like they're never under five hundred usually, but they're typically not in your top five, top ten. Teams. Right? They're right there and in they the middle. Play very similar football, and they do a lot of the same mistakes, a lot of the same, right? You know, growths and fallbacks, and growths and fallbacks. That. You know, very ebb and flow with both Arkansas and Tennessee's football programs.
0: I can see that. Um, as far as the game in and of itself, um, I really don't see Arkansas being able to pull out the victory here. If they no. do that, in my opinion, would be the upset of the week. Yeah. Um, and again, we'll in, change in, the tide of to it. Yeah, <laughs> and it and it would, of course, one hundred percent. I mean, it would if. If Ole Miss beats Alabama and Arkansas were to pull up the upset over LSU then that would catapult Ole Miss to the top of the SEC West Good with God. Auburn you being do not right want behind the
1: Lane Train on top. No joke. The obnoxious fan base of the Lane Train if they were on top would be unbearable.
0: It 100%, 100% you, you um, wouldn't know that you knew so many Ole, Ole Miss fans. Oh, right, because they would just <laughs> be coming out of talk. the woodwork. It would be uh, uh, someone pulling the Homer Simpson going into the hedges. Uh, coming out. Coming back out wearing a different jersey.
1: Oh, no, I've always been an Ole Miss fan. <clears throat> no, oh, you yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: um, the remaining three games on this Saturday slate for the SEC are honestly um, – Mostly some sleeper games with the exception of the Mizzou Memphis game, um, which is out of these three, the one that I would probably watch more than anything else. Um, The line on that game is Mizzou is a six and a half point favorite um, with the over under being 51 and a half, and that is going to be in St. Louis, uh, Missouri. They are not actually, it's going to be a neutral site game. Um, between the Memphis Tigers and the Mizzou Tigers, so it's going to be a full-on catfight on ESPNU at 7.30 this Saturday in St. Louis. Um, Number one, Georgia is taking on the University of Alabama Birmingham Blazers. This will be the last of the Georgia cupcakes, full-on cupcakes for this season, so I'm kind of curious as to see how this one is going to go just because I want to see Georgia's first half of play versus the second half against what is definitely a, a subpar team in comparison. Uh, so far, the only actual test that we could say, at least in my opinion, because I am a Gamecock, that the Georgia Bulldogs have faced so far this year was South Carolina last week uh, because first week was UT Martin, second game was against Ball State. Then played the Gamecocks, and now they're getting ready to take on at home. Every four games this season so far, every single one of them have been at home for the Bulldogs. How does that happen? You're how, I mean, yeah, how does that scheduling happen? And then the one Power Five team that you play, or you know, higher caliber Power Five team that you play, is the Gamecocks. Mm-hmm and then the rest of your first 3 games are early in the year. I think. Yeah, that early in the year. Yeah. And it's it's just ridiculous to me. Um, but the uh, see this the, l- the last, line
1: uh, this is our last season with uh, the Florida being the 3rd September, and October, 3rd Saturday in September. Yeah. Next year they're like an October November game.
0: Which is weird and that's something that we'll will we'll definitely be looking at that more during what would be the off season. Yeah. Uh, as well as recruiting and stuff like that, which is more than likely the format that the show is going to take out of college football season. Yeah, once again. But right now the line on this game, UGA favored by 42.5 points. Ooh. I mean, honestly, I I, I almost want to take UAB on the points with this one. Okay. Just to be able to cover the 42 points because – while Georgia has the capacity to, the way they've been playing, I don't think they. I, Do you don't think it'll cover? I, I really don't. I mean, man, it'd be crazy. Look at it this way. All right, let me put it if to you in just perspective. Ten
1: dollars down, and said I bet ten dollars that Georgia doesn't cover.
0: That Georgia doesn't cover it. Yeah. But. 42 and a half point line Georgia favored by 42 and a half The over under on this game is only 54 and a half points So they're saying that With what They have predicted UAB is going to score 12 points Okay Or 13 yeah. be a, what would be Touchdown two field goals Okay. Roughly Is what they're saying that UAB has the potential To be able to score against Georgia Georgia's scoring all the remaining points To be had and in this case, you're looking at uh, if one touchdown, goes six UAB touchdowns.
1: side and not George's. That's
0: it. That's it. That's and it. They don't that's cover. They don't cover. That's and that's and the if you win.
1: Ten dollars on a thing that says don't cover, you might be looking at a nice little a decent payout, a nice little payout.
0: And and I've already told you this off what would be off air, yeah, so to speak. But I never bet on my home team okay. in any capacity. Okay just because I don't want to associate if I lose... Like, if I lose the game, I don't want to lose a bet, too, and and double down on my yeah. depression at that yeah. point, as <laughs> it were. Um, but I will, you know, throw a dollar or two here or there. Uh, I have what would have been a $10 starting fund that I put into my BetMGM account last year before the NFL season started, and... I have gone the I went the entire season last year and have so far gone the entire season this year off of what my quote-unquote winnings were hmm. from last year um, I never exceeded the $200 mark and I have yet to drop to back down to the $10 mark so uh, I have stayed in the positive as it were the entire time and I don't anticipate don't plan on putting any money back into the account. Once if I do uh hit that ten dollar mark, I'd basically just cash out and 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 call it a wash at that point but yeah. this is this is one that for whatever reason, my gut's like take u a b to cover the spread um and I know we don't really talk about any kind of betting yeah. or anything like that. Maybe that's something that we could introduce into the show later on uh but before we run out of time for this second half, we do have one more game to cover for what the preview of this week will be Uh, and then we'll talk about a couple other things and then we'll go ahead and sign off for this week's episodes Um, but the last one is a 7pm kickoff and this is on ESPN Plus or SEC Network Plus so unless you're paying $500 for football packages for what would be the the football season you're probably not going to find this game Um, but it is number 25 Florida taking on The Charlotte 49ers. uh, Another game in the swamp for the Gators. This line currently sits at uh, 28 points. um, Florida being the 28 point favorite. And the over under sitting at 48 and a half. Um, Vegas has given some props to Charlotte. Thinking they're going to be able to score some points on Florida. But if the defense that showed up and played against Tennessee. Is the same one that shows up and plays against Charlotte. I don't see that coming anywhere near the case and and in that case i would definitely take florida uh with the points to be able to cover over um right now a one and two charlotte team that's going to the swamp and if tennessee couldn't get something going in the swamp there's no way in hell the 49ers are going to be able to get anything going down there so um in that one give me florida with the points and i wouldn't even touch that uh Forty-eight and a half over under. Yeah. Um, Florida will get to the point where they've got the lead, and then they'll just run the, run clock. the clock out. So, I don't think they're going to look to try to take any chances and try to pad stats or anything like that for Graham Mertz. They're just trying to make sure that they have a good complementary offense, and then just just keep trying to make improvements, you know, week after week. So. That pretty much covers the entire SEC schedule for what would be this week of games. But what we want to know from you guys are what are your takes on this game? Uh, We went through and gave you our thoughts on each one of them. I am taking South Carolina over Mississippi State. Tyler?
1: I'm going to take South Carolina over Mississippi State. All right.
0: Uh, Next up, just recapping real quick, Auburn at Texas A&M. I am going to go with the Tigers in this one i don't think jimbo has the ship going the right way even with bobby p being down there as the offensive coordinator uh i think auburn is way too hungry especially starting off 3-0 and this is definitely a different tigers uh team after the the players that they did pull in from the portal Mm -hmm. um uh, going back to the South Carolina-Mississippi State game real quick, um, the line is now South Carolina is only a six-point favorite. It was lower than that to begin with. Um, so that means that there there's some there's some money getting dumped on one side or the other uh, for this game to get that to change. Uh, Over-under at 47. I think it's going to be higher up. than that. Yeah. I think the points are going to be higher than that. And, and I think that South Carolina... While they may not cover, this may be a a walk-off field goal game for them. But I still pick South Carolina win. Auburn, uh, 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 Texas A&M right now is an eight-point favorite, and this is a 51.5 point uh, over-under on this one. I think Auburn gets the win, and I think they wind up getting it in convincing fashion. I don't think it's going to be as close as what Vegas thinks it's going to be. So I'm taking Auburn to beat the Aggies in this one. Uh, Kentucky Vandy. Like I said, we talked about that one a little bit more in-depth and detail. I'm taking Vandy just because in my heart of hearts I want them to win over Kentucky because I am in no way a Kentucky Blue fan. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I know you said that uh, with the the family history and stuff like that, you're leaning blue on this one. I'm leaning
1: blue, but I don't think it's a a high-scoring game.
0: No, uh, it's it's Kentucky favored by thirteen and a half, and the over okay. under is sitting at fifty one. But I'm kind of like you; I think this is going to be a defensive slugfest. I already
1: think, think fifty one's too many points for this game. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't think it's a. I don't think it's that close of a game. I think we see uh, both sides canceling each other out. Like right. And, and I think that I see, we see them follow suit, like like oh, Kentucky got a really big stop. Well, their offense didn't do jack after that. So right, you know, then we're just back to Vanderbilt. Then we're the back to the, jo- <laughs> the joke
0: that Matt Mitchell used, yeah, yeah, we did, but it made it twenty yards and then stalled out. And then stalled out. Yeah. Yeah, So um, I don't think it will be an exciting game. No, that's that's definitely going to be one of these snoozer games, yeah. and it's good because it is set for a noon kickoff. So, um. 330 on CBS, that is at number 13, or 15 Ole Miss at number 13 Alabama there in Bryant Denny. Uh, Alabama sitting currently at six and a half point favorites. Over under is set at 55 and a half. We talked about this one again a little bit at length. I'm leaning toward Ole Miss. Um, I'm kind of like you uh, were mentioning, tired of seeing the Patriots, or in this case, the, the Tide, uh, sitting at the top of the pile. Mm-hmm. Um, it's time to see some new faces, some fresh blood up there. I got, so I got Ole Miss. Give me Ole Miss, yeah. and I think they're going to cover. They're going to yeah. they're going to be ahead more than the six and a half points. Yeah. And I don't think that this one is – I don't think this one hits the 55 and a half. I don't, I don't think this one's going to be that high scoring game. I think this will be another defensive battle, but yes. Auburn is going to do just enough, whether it be – uh, winning the turnover margin or or getting some points if this turns into the another one of the infamous kick sixes or turns into a pick six to seal the game that I would not be surprised even both, though even though that was Auburn even though that was Auburn Alabama both, I would not be surprised to see both that al- outcome and Ole miss are notorious for that kind of stuff yeah so I, I would not be surprised to see this one but like I said for me, uh, I'm gonna take Ole Miss uh, with the points. I say they cover the six and a half, uh, but it'll be because it is a close game there at the end, and and it is one of those those things to where, like maybe Ole Miss is up by three, and Alabama is trying to drive, and then Ole Miss gets a pick six off of off of uh, Milrow. Or or uh, Buckner like, or Simpson, whoever the Alabama quarterback with like happens to a be, minute and a half left in the game. If that, if that, b- well, I'd have to say if it's at that point in time, usually yeah. they would wind up just dropping down. Yeah. So yeah, I mean there'd have to be some more time on the clock, but that's the type of ending that I would wind no. up seeing, unless it's something to where Ole Miss has got Alabama backed up deep in their own territory, and and Alabama is trying to just get unburied. Well, trying to get is, some space, is, is and this
1: could be a, a uh, since they're not really a kind of like Georgia, they're not really a first half team. Bama, um, if Ole Miss comes out and gets up three or four, has a huge lead, on and him at the yeah, half,
0: it might be over already. It, it could be, it could be, but regardless, I'm taking Ole Miss to get yeah, the me dub too. here. Yeah. Um, UTSA Tennessee, uh, like you said, we uh, hopefully it's a situation to where the the UTSA uh, Roadrunners actually become the Coyotes, and yes. Tennessee becomes the Roadrunners. Hope,
1: hope we get some acne anvils dropping, some misfire TNT, all that stuff. The the
0: the oh um, maze maze yeah. would be the the actual rock wall that yeah. has the tunnel painted on it. Yeah. Moment. your linebackers for UTSA think they're going to try to get a one-way ticket oh yeah straight down that that tunnel to to Joe milton yeah and then unbeknownst to them it's it's a big rock oh that's just painted like I
1: want to see such a bad game like a gap on UTSA side that we see Navy Shuler play who Navy Shuler, like our fourth string Heath Shuler's son is like our fourth string quarterback.
0: Oh wow! I, yeah. I did not know that Navy it had gone Shuler. that fast. Navy a yeah, like
1: fourth string quarterback.
0: Um, speaking of that type of stuff, uh, Tyler, you have been busting tail the last week and a half, getting the Legend Studios website yeah. ready. Yeah. And one of the things, and I'm the reason I'm bringing this up, is because you know you're bringing up the depth chart, and that's one yeah. of the things that you had done on the website yeah. Yeah. for Legend Studios is provide a full in-depth depth chart for sure. both Super the volunteers and <laughs> gamecocks so once we do get that live mm-hmm. we will of course be letting everyone know via the podcast and stuff like that that they can go to legend studios website and you'll be able to find that but not only that you'll be able to find all kinds of other great gear mm-hmm. um, we actually have or will be having uh... some t-shirts stickers uh, all kinds of things that you can order through the website through legend studios website oh. For not only cocky top merch but um, between, between Two, two barrels, barrels and 30 and Nerdy, podcasts. Uh, 30 and Nerdy Podcast merch yeah. uh, coming up here in the very very near future and we are super excited, excited. about that uh, moving on we've got just those four games left to talk about uh, Arkansas LSU um, while I, I love yelling out woo pig suey every once <laughs> in a while just because it's a fun thing to say yeah. Uh, And I've got a couple of friends who are Razorback fans. Um, One, most notably, got the opportunity to work with her in the theater for quite a few years. Uh, Now Mallory Griffin, formerly Mallory Matney. Um, Clogger at the Comedy Barn is a Razorback fan. Yeah. Uh, And as much as I would uh, hope that they could get the W, and that would be an amazing upset for the Razorbacks, I definitely think after this last week that is going to be... An LSU game all the way. LSU currently a seventeen and a half point favorite. Over/under for that game is set at fifty-five. I hate to say it, but I'm going to take LSU all the way in this one. Uh, I don't think the Razorbacks are going to have enough there, and I think it's just a lack of depth in what would be their secondary that is going to allow for Jaden Daniels this and those LSU receivers is, if you
1: look to. At a lot of the SEC weaknesses, it's the secondary.
0: For a lot of schools, yeah, a yet. lot of schools in the SEC. And if it's secondary if is, their secondary is strong, then it's the front seven yeah. that are the the issue. Yeah. So, um, Charlotte, Florida. I mean, this one, it's yeah, Florida uh, twenty-eight points. Upset, yeah, Charlotte uh, <laughs> sits as a twenty-eight point <laughs> underdog to the Gators right now. That over/under is forty-eight and a half. Um, that's being very, very kind to Charlotte. I I think that the Gators in the swamp. Are are going to be feasting on Forty ers all day long. So I
1: think the Gators win, but I pray that the home of the Nature Boy, Charlotte, Rick Flair Country, woo, pulls an upset on the Gators. But yeah, I think Florida. The wins.
0: power of the Four Horsemen compels yeah. you.
1: Yeah. I hope that they just come out and, and figure four of those Gators into a knot. and But but let's be honest, you know, this is a
0: realistic world we live in. <laughs> this isn't some fantasy this world. This isn't some fantasy world. This is reality, and reality dictates that, yes. of course, uh, the Florida Gators should have no problem with the 49ers. Uh, last two games, and I'm actually going to um, – well, let's just go in order as the way they've got them listed here on ESPN. Uh, UAB at Georgia. Uh, again, I don't see how Georgia, for the first four games of their season, are playing at a true home site in Athens Stadium before they have to go on the road. But this is Georgia's last what will be, quote-unquote, cupcake game. The rest of their schedule has them playing nothing but conference matchups with the exception of their final game of the season whenever they play their in-state rivals, the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Again, kind of like Charlotte, I don't think UAB has any kind of chance. Um, but how if awesome would it be? It would be fantastic. fantastic. The
1: the program that left and came back.
0: To the SEC,
1: to, to to football in general, like they lost their football. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Years ago, I re, yes, I remember and that. And now they have it again, like oh, it And for them to cool
0: to story. take out the number one country in the in the land, and or it, the number one team in the country in the land, cool that would be story. awesome.
1: But let's be honest, it's uh, like we it's mentioned, Georgia. Georgia's
0: going to Georgia, and right, that there's no. They'll let
1: them think they have a game for the first half. <laughs>
0: Well, oddly enough, um, because of how the the stats have been for the the individual players, mm. uh, for the teams, usually your your biggest performers are are listed from previous games. What their total accolades up to this point are listed on the right hand side, and I'm looking at this UAB Georgia game. There's not a single Georgia player listed. For what? For this UAB Georgia game. The top performers between these two teams thus far have all been UAB players. I'm looking right now. uh, Zeno, the UAB quarterback, 956 yards, six touchdowns, three interceptions so far on the season. So he's
1: already already in
0: like three games throwing almost a thousand yards. Mm -hmm.
1: Go ahead, kid.
0: Yeah. Uh running back for UAB 27 carries for 127 yards and a touchdown and wide receiver uh Palmer with 12 catches 148 yards and a touchdown nothing about a Georgia player won anywhere on this this lineup uh if you go back and look at some of the other stuff like here's um the the players that are listed for the uh South Carolina Mississippi State game. Spencer Rattler right now sitting at 954 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh running back for Mississippi State, 51 carries, 325 yards, three touchdowns. And Xavier Leggett, wide receiver for South Carolina, 22 catches, 367 yards and a touchdown. So I mean just uh, that's just to give you an idea as to how they wind up listing these these players on these different games. Uh, here's another one, the Kentucky so Vanderbilt production game.
1: production-wise, UAB has done
0: better than UAB's Georgia. production is better than Georgia right now. In this capacity. I had money to play with. <laughs> like I said, I'm not going to pick Georgia to lose. And I had money to play with. However, I think it's going to be closer. And I don't want to say it's going to be a 24-14 like South yeah. Carolina was with yeah. Georgia. But I, I don't see 54.5 points being scored in this game. I really don't.
1: Georgia would have to be a first-half team.
0: Georgia, Georgia scores 30-something points. UAB scores 10. You go into the locker room at the end of the game, and you're sub-50 points for the and entire game. And some people game. are rich. Yeah. And finally, before we wrap up, uh, Memphis, Mizzou, um, as much as I hate it, and th- somebody's got to lose, these are, the, these are actually the only two teams playing – Tiger versus Tiger. And it's Tiger versus Tiger in this entire lineup that they're, both teams are undefeated. Out of the entire rest of the slate that we've gone over, there's Missouri. been at least a a loss somewhere in those games Missouri for those teams.
1: is number one
0: in the East right now. Correct. No, Jeez. Georgia's still listed as Georgia. yeah. Georgia's still listed as number one. Uh, Mizzou is taken number two. Jeez. Now, if we w- use those same metrics, those same things that we just talked about with between the UAB Georgia, okay. and how they've got it listed here: Memphis quarterback, Memphis running back, okay. Mizzou wide receiver, Hennigan, Memphis QB, seven hundred ninety-one yards, five touchdowns, three interceptions. Memphis running back, 40 carries, 295 yards, four touchdowns. And um, Luther Burden, just because it's SEC, and I hear his name quite often mm. uh, right now, 22 catches, 327 yards, and three touchdowns.
1: It's the thing. I have a, a friend of mine who is a very prominent podcaster from Memphis. They are Memphis boys. He used to, he used to work for the Grizz. Uh, now he is, uh, their podcast is called Beyond the Batcave, and that's because they re- run this podcast in Batcave uh, Collectibles and Comic Book Store. Huge nice. shout-out to JT. I thought you were talking
0: about Batcave, North Carolina no, for a second. No,
1: no, uh, So huge shout-out to JT uh, from Beyond the Batcave podcast and those guys. Uh, I'm going with Memphis in this game. I want Memphis to upset Mizzou because I've never cheered for Mizzou, and I can't cheer for Mizzou. I can't. This is one, unlike the Kentucky game, where I will take a Tennessee team. I'm going with Memphis, upsetting Mizzou. That's what I hope happens, and that's what I'm going to take happens.
0: You know what? As much as I would love to see the the SEC not drop a a game, I am going to agree with you in the fact that I would like to see Memphis pull this one out. Not necessarily because it's a Tennessee team. That's not really the bearing. There's teams
1: that I just can't do.
0: I am not a huge Eli Drinkowitz fan, um, just because he's had South Carolina's number even prior to taking the job yeah. at at Mizzou, yeah. uh, going back to his App State days. So, I'm I'm not a drink fan. Uh, that's a a cup of water. I'm not gonna drink. <laughs> Uh, so I'm definitely it doesn't even matter if it's sweet tea. Right, doesn't even matter if it's sweet tea. I'm not touching that one. Uh, Mizzou right now is a six and a half point favorite. Uh, I th- I I feel that that Memphis has the opportunity, especially if Mizzou is going in with a big head after that win over number 15 ranked K State this last week. Um, it I think it did put them. It's not showing it, so apparently it didn't bump them up enough to be able to get them into the top 25, yeah. which is a travesty in and of itself, especially how some other teams were able to skyrocket into the top 25 after getting a, a victory over a top 25 opponent. Uh, yes, yeah. I'm referring to Florida in Florida. this, in you this got aspect. Got to jump in. Um, but I, I think Memphis has got the talent to, to yeah. be able to take care of Mizzou in this game, and like I said, I just... I love to hate on Mizzou just about like almost everybody else does except for people in Columbia, Mizzou. So uh, I am going to take the Memphis Tigers in this one, not the Mizzou Tigers in this cat fight. And I think that's got us uh, on the same page with yep. every single game except for one, uh, and that being the uh, Kentucky-Vanderbilt game. Yeah. And and honestly, I think to if we were to ask you your your – Non-family biased opinion. Do you do you think that Vandy has the the opportunity, or do you think Kentucky's just oh, no, too no, no, no. powerful? Uh,
1: Vandy absolutely has the opportunity. Oh, okay. Because it's still, no offense, Mom, Kentucky football. <laughs> <laughs> We're you a football not, school. You no, not, you're a basketball school. Cannot, Shut cannot, up and go back to. Just basketball. like it's like you can never count out uh, teams like Tennessee, South Carolina. You can never count in Kentucky. <laughs> you can't just
0: assume. You can't assume that <laughs> they're going to be a, the, the, on the, the domination side Kentucky of things. Football. it's still Kentucky football. still Kentucky football. No, I get that. Uh, guys, you have heard our picks for this slate of games for this coming up weekend. Uh, of course, it is now time for the call to action. We want to hear what your thoughts are. Um, I think this week we are probably going to start keeping track yeah. of, of our picks. Since this is kind of the new format, we're going to start keeping track of our picks for each week and we want to compare them to you, mm-hmm. uh, what your picks are. As a matter of fact, go ahead and make sure to get those into us at the the email address. That is TldTube23 at gmail.com. Or even better, you can go over to Legend Studios Facebook page, follow us there, we will be posting our thoughts on this game. Are on this entire slate of mm-hmm. SEC games for this weekend, we'll be putting in what our picks are on that page. And then make sure to go in and comment on that page what you think or what your thoughts are for those individual games. And uh, let's go ahead and do it this way. We will do a collective for the end of the year, for the end of the season, and we will figure out some kind of prize to be able to give to the winner of whoever picks the most... Uh, correct games yeah. for the end of the season for the SEC slate for Absolutely. this year. Uh, so, yeah, just make sure and follow us on those different uh, platforms. Again, and we'll list these in the description for the pod uh, for the podcast there. That is going to be Legend Studios on Facebook, and you can also reach us through tldtube23 at gmail.com. Definitely looking forward to next Friday, whenever we're going to, of course, be recapping and reviewing all of the games that we just previewed today. Mm-hmm. And they will, we will, of course, be previewing. Next, next, next Saturday's episode is going to be an interesting one. It is going to be an interesting one just because of the fact it is going to be our in house rivalry, as it were, whenever my Gamecocks our are last traveling to.
1: For a while. Yes. Against each other.
0: Yes, because next year, whenever Ugh. the new schedule takes place, Georgia and Tennessee are no longer on the Gamecock schedule, and we unfortunately get them replaced <laughs> with That's Alabama great. and LSU. So the, the strength of schedule uh, continuation for Gamecocks, for Gamecocks just keeps Cox. on going. Uh, but, yes, it is going to be uh, the final rival weekend for the foreseeable future for Tyler and myself as, like I said, the Gamecocks of South Carolina are going to be traveling to Knoxville to Neyland Stadium mm-hmm. for a night game, and mm-hmm. more than likely, what is going to turn into a dark mode game for the Volunteers. I, I just wish, and like I had mentioned before, I, I I would love to see football teams get away from the away white mentality yeah. that it has to be white for I the away game. I wouldn't for
1: our away to go to throw back to that like old seventies and eighties navy blue for Tennessee. I think it'd look really cool. Like that old school vol navy blue. Right. For our away, like navy and orange for our away. Right. Really and cool. I
0: told you what I what I would like yeah. to... I would love to see a black... Black out away. Yeah, a, just a... Uh, it could still be the white Slate pants. Up pirates. Yeah, it could be the white pants or whatever, but just the black jersey with the garnet outline on the numbers yeah. and everything else. Throwback to like the 80s, Black Magic. Yeah. Jerseys, those would be the the ones that I would love to see. I don't know if
1: anybody's going to do it, Beamer would be someone to do it.
0: More, yeah, uh, just just to try to increase increase yeah. uh, uh, swag. morale and swag <laughs> and stuff like that. Uh, also,
1: uh, a reminder that we say in every podcast is you are listening to TLD Business going on in the background, uh, Tennessee Legend Distillery. We are in the loft. For Legend Studio, so you will hear business going on in the background. So earlier, yeah, we're not are, in a
0: covered no. or completely soundproof no. studio. No. We are we are above a a an astounding, staggering, yes, life altering fifteen feet above Before. floor level <laughs> um, here at. So if any of my family and
1: friends are listening, earlier all that ruckus that was happening—it was not my ex-wife. It sounded like her, but I promise you, it was not. Uh... <laughs> very similar i had a bit of a trauma response that's why you saw me brian keep yeah. looking back i, I kept did looking over my shoulder going oh no i, I have 100 percent attest to this <laughs> like but safely it was not her so uh we are fortunate <laughs> but you started do seeing hear. his eye twitch yeah, up here yeah
0: and he starts having a little tick it's a little shake just oh, God. oh no oh no um do you have anything to say if the ex is listening um, no, I'm just going to cut you off. <laughs> uh, but yes, you—that's you, one thing
1: that I really enjoy about where Legend Studios is—is is you get to hear the business oh, happening yeah. in the background. And and we've had a few people uh, comment uh, who have listened that I, that are in my, like circle of friends who have listened. Be like, I really love that effect. So it's so it's awesome to hear that it's, type of yeah, feedback because really we've, cool. it's, it's,
0: we've 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 kind of. Uh, Toted that line thinking yeah. that, you know, maybe it's too is much, it maybe it's you know There may Renota, be moments where you'll be like oh, We get annoyed by it. Yes. Just because we're trying to make sure Whether to provide bulbs, you guys with <laughs> with with good quality uh, audio and, and a show to listen to. But, but the
1: Ambiance is there yeah. f- for for a reason. That's because you were hearing Tennessee Legend Distillery on sixty six Winfield Down Parkway in business center. It, it's
0: yeah, it's full fledged operation. And if you're lucky so.
1: stop by Look up in the loft. You may see us up here one day. We might actually Shout yeah, us.
0: be recording. Yeah. Hey, i listen to your all's podcast. Oh, and that's if the that's field. the case, we might actually bring you up here and, <laughs> and, and get you on for yeah, a few minutes. Absolutely. so absolutely. Um, one other thing before we do wrap up for this one, and this is probably going to be the most watched game this coming Saturday just because of what they have been doing and who their coach is in these first three games. And that is going to be the Colorado Buffaloes heading to Oregon to take on the Ducks.
1: Let's go, Coach Prime.
0: I, all for it. All for it. All for Prime. I, I'm all in on Prime, baby. I, I have to agree membership. with you on this. I have a membership
1: for Prime. <laughs> <laughs> Especially after the last week. I was so hoping he'd win because I just kept saying like how petty and childish. Was that Colorado State coach? Right to give him that choc- that, choc- give him that chalkboard <laughs> material. To give him that chalkboard material. Like you idiot. Um, but you know they pulled out the win. I would love to see Colorado go in and beat the Ducks.
0: I think that would I've be. i have never fantastic. really had anything against the Ducks. I like, don't either.
1: Never. Pl- they've never been a thing. The
0: only thing that the only negative I could. It's it's almost like. Well, they sang too many songs. Well, they've got too many uniforms. (laughs) They've got too many uniforms.
1: I mean, I didn't love, uh, uh, didn't Chip Kelly coach for them for a while?
0: I think so. I don't
1: love Chip Kelly. But I've never had a problem with the Ducks, Mm -hmm. but I want to see Colorado freaking do it. I want to see Colorado in the top ten. I want to see, like, as a Vol fan, I'm like, do I want the Vols to always be number one? Yeah. Sure, be fantastic. But at this point, I'm like, I want to see
0: Colorado in the top four.
1: I want to see Colorado.
0: (laughs) Here's another one. If you don't want to spend all the time uh, trying to figure out who you would pick for this slate of games and all that stuff, who would who is your second team? Like you've got your first, yeah. Your 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 number one team. Yeah. If if you know, all the mics were off. All nobody had to know or anything like that. Who is who is your number two team uh, uh, for your the, to earn your fandom um, in college football? For me, wow! If I had to go completely out of SEC, completely away from, from everything I've ever known as far as college football. In, in my group, in my circle, in my family, friends, and stuff like that.
1: Mine is one that probably no one like. Obviously, I'm high in Colorado right now. Right, get, but I mean for Colorado team, and like Coach I'm Prime, I mean SEC, I could think. Yeah, second team. It's 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 the Pirates. It's ECU.
0: I can I, I can dig love that Eastern Carolina. I can dig that,
1: um, and I don't hate the Chanticleers.
0: Like I've always that's, been a coastal fan too. See, that's one for me I think I'd have to go with Coastal just because it's the Shants. Yeah, man. And, and growing up when I grew up, I mean Rockadoodle. rock-a-doodle. <laughs> I knew that knew that's where it was going, Chanteclare. Um and not to mention it's just another name for a game clock or a gamecock, you yeah. know. Uh so yeah, I mean the the easy one would be the Chanticlairs, uh Coastal Carolina. If I had to go, like, completely out of the state of South Carolina mm. uh, and, and figure out something for somewhere else, um, even though there's been some uh, uh, disdain between these two programs, especially as of late because of how South Carolina has been doing their recruiting hmm. as of late, I'd have to go with the Terps, Maryland Terps. Okay. Uh, just because I love the flag... If you've never seen the Maryland flag, it is actually a really nice design, mm-hmm. uh, uh, really colorful for what would be a state flag, um, and and just the 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 turtles. Yeah. Uh, because growing up as an '80s kid, you had the the oh, Ninja TNC, Turtles, TNC, baby. and then you see um, uh, what would have been Kung Fu Panda, Master Uguay. Uh, being a a tortoise and and being a a symbol of strength, uh, not only strength and power but wisdom and stuff like that, I think that that would be another cool. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the the Maryland terrapins, I think I could could potentially get behind. Also because they'd be a. a, a I'm trying to think of the appropriate word to use, but they would constantly be underdogs in most most any matchup that they would come up against which is similar for the Gamecocks at least for a majority of their existence I mean we can't necessarily count the Spurrier years for any of that stuff uh but that of course is the the pinnacle that that Gamecock fans all Gamecock fans are are hoping to to be able to reach once again so guys, uh, just to wrap up real quick, because I think we are literally right at being out of time. Um, two opportunities for uh, for you to be able to actually take on some sort of swag or to win some sort of prize is to make sure and follow us on uh, Facebook there at Legend Studios. Make sure that you go in and write down what your predictions for this slate of games would be for this week. And also every week we'll be giving away a prize at the end of the season. For the person who has the most correct guesses. And then, like I said, for this week, if you want to email us at uh, tldtube23 at gmail.com or comment on the uh, Facebook post, which we will be making there on Legend Studios, who would your number two favorite team be if, for whatever reason, you had to choose a second team uh, with those different uh, regulations? So, guys... Once again, on behalf of all vol Tyler McDaniel, I am the gamiest of Game Cocks, Mr. Brian Lowe, and we will see you all you cock and vols on the next episode of the Cocky Top Podcast.